Hey everybody, this is the Grow Podcast. I'm Dustin Wharton and I am so excited that you join me today to discuss how we can grow in every aspect of life from home to work to business to church to fitness to every area of our lives. We are in this together committed to the progression of growth. So in the next few minutes, we will either discuss a topic or interview someone of interest that will hopefully help us learn and improve. I want you to grow. I want me to grow. We're in this together. Thanks again for being a part. Man, let's get started. Today's episode, we're going to talk about discontentment. I've met a lot of people over the last couple years that have been discontent. How about you? People both inside the and outside the church with the mentality or the idea of, you know, Dustin, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I want change. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's a lot of people in the same boat as you that want change, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think sometimes in the church and Christianity, we can oversimplify things. Um, We're talking about discontentment, and we can think about Paul when Paul writes in Philippians to that he's learned the secret. He's in prison, and he's learned the secret of being content in every circumstance. You're like, that sounds great, Paul, but I don't know if that works for me. And when it doesn't work for you, for you it can be uh, very uneasy and un- unsettling. But I, I want to differentiate and make it clear what Paul's talking about. There's a, an unhealthy discontentment that can cause... A lot of damage to our lives cause a lot of guilt and condemnation and hurt and even paralysis, a discontentment that can shut us down. Um, And we do, we want to run from that. But I believe there's another side to this discontentment, A, a healthy, believe it or not, a healthy discontentment or even a holy If you're in the church world and you understand the word holy, it means other, it means separate, set apart. There's this holy discontentment that God actually wants to use as a catalyst for you that will lead you into the patterns for your life and maybe even lead you into your calling. So let's talk about that a little bit. I want to remind you that being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. I think sometimes if we're if we're not careful, we can assume the same as the world. And I feel like there's this thing going around in our culture that it's like, comfort is good, uncomfortable is bad. Stay away from being uncomfortable. But I don't think that's the case. I feel like a lot of the successful things that I've done in my life have came from being uncomfortable. Uh, leadership guru Craig Groeschel says, Comfort and growth don't coexist. They don't work together. It's either you want comfort or you want to grow. And how you grow is by being uncomfortable. John Maxwell says, to succeed in life, we must stay within our strength zone, but continually move outside of our comfort zone. And I think this holy discontentment can lead us into going outside 
of our comfort zone. Jesus said in Matthew 5, in one of the greatest messages, if not the greatest message of all time, the Sermon on the Mount, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you will be filled. It's like this paradox of like, if you're discontent and you hunger as a Christian for Jesus or for righteousness or something higher, something above you, in Jesus and find it in Jesus, that's how you'll be content. If you yearn, if you're discontented, ultimately you will be (laughs) then in the right way, you will be content. Holy discontentment is a good sign. It's all right. And I believe it's an opportunity for you to grow. Let me give you an example that holy discontentment is a good sign. In a marriage, if you're still arguing, Now, not wanting to rip each other's face off, but still arguing, still being honest, still sharing how you you feel and being truthful. What I think it's it's a good sign saying that you care. I want my marriage to be better. I want my relationships to be better. So I'm going to communicate. I'm going to confront. I'm going to be honest. And if you aren't and you're being passive, that's when you should be concerned. But this feeling of discontentment inside your soul... I think is good, but how do we deal with it? Now, this is getting into a little bit more practicality and how we should um, kind of make steps into where we should be going. Um, first thing to remember, be sure not to blame. When, you're, when you feel this discontentment or you feel this uneasiness or unsettling in the purest of forms, um, still it's easy to maybe look at someone else and blame them for this or and excuse yourself oh this person isn't doing this right or um if they would only be like this or if they would only act like this or oh the church isn't doing this or my pastor isn't or my boss is acting this way or my friend or my parent it's easy to blame man but we what we need to do is first look introspectively right david writes in psalms 139 he says god search me Try me. See if there be any wicked way in me. See if there be any bad motive in me. See if there be something that you want to change and then lead me into the way that's everlasting, right? And and I think, um, yeah, so the first thing we need to do is look introspective. Have you ever heard Jesus and the story about the log in your eye? He says, you talk about the speck in your brother's eye when you have a log in yours. First take the log out of your own eye, then you can take the speck out of your brother's eye. And to be honest, if you take the log out of your eye, I I bet the, the speck is probably not even there in your brother's eye. So the first thing we need to do is look introspectively, say, search me, search my heart. What does this mean for me? I have um, a message that I shared at the beginning of the year on the Lighthouse of Hope Church uh, podcast. It's actually message number 124. It's called The Drive of Discontent. If you'd like to hear this more in a message form and more, more detailed, you can go and check that out also. But one of the points in the message I have is uh, this question, what's in your hands? Um, why, am I, why am I saying that? Um, I think a lot of times in today's society, well, for me, for instance, I'm a big dreamer, big thinker. I like 
want to do things that matter. I think more and more people are going into jobs and career paths that is not necessarily the big paying, but it's purpose. I want to do something with my life, both inside and outside the church, in the world in general. I want to do something with my life that matters, right? Or, or something grand, something, something big. And I'm the same way. But the negative side of that is sometimes it's hard to take that big idea, that big mindset, that grand thinking, way of thinking, and then to shrink that down into the micro and um, take practical steps. And one thing that helped me, I heard somebody say one time, where to begin, right, is what is in your hands? What has God given you as a believer that you are called to steward, right? What has he given you, the gifts, the talents, the, the resources, even the people in your life that he's called you to steward for his kingdom, for his glory, and, and for your purpose to ultimately fulfill God's purposes through you and for you to be a part of his greater plan? So I ask you that question. With this discontentment, where to even begin? Ask the question, what's in your hands? Maybe even take a second as you're listening to this podcast or watching whatever you might be doing or wherever you found this, but and look down at your hands. <laughs> it might be weird, but look down at your hands, and there's probably nothing, and maybe there's a pencil or a phone or whatever, but what's in your hands? And what gifts are you called to steward? And maybe take some steps, some practical steps. Practically speaking, how do we make this discontentment useful? Um, by rhythms, routines, practices, spiritual disciplines. Or as Mark Sayers says in his great book, The Reappearing Church, he calls them patterns. I think this holy discontent can lead to patterns that and consistency that could set the course of your life for growth and set it on trajectory to where I ultimately feel like God wants to to make you to be. Now it's not now I, I do want to say this and I don't have this in my notes, but it's not just about a great doing. It's about who God's called you to be. And a lot of times these steps that we take and these things these desires and then the patterns that we put, it's still just about being who God has created you to be. It was never about a big, great, big do. So that's the question, what are the patterns of my life? Will they lead me to growth? Will they lead me into becoming more like the greatest person of all time, like Christ? Do they have the potential, if you're a Christian, Lord willing, to lead the church, lead God's people, God's family into a time of refreshing or revival or renewal. Remember, insanity is doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. Now, that's different than consistency. When we want to be consistent with the things that we know we're set out to do, but if we're, if we're not, if we're running the rat race of, in the treadmill, and expecting different things to happen? Uh, somebody called that insane. 
Let that not be said of us. So to end, if you are discontent about a circumstance or scenario, while you feel Christ is your center, and you feel like you're in a healthy place, like St. Augustine says, the, the place of indifference, that God, I do this, or God, I do that, either way, your will be done. If you feel like you're in that place, be encouraged today. The Lord wants to do a new thing in you. He is certainly not done with you. You, you, yes, you, are a part of his renewal plan. So I'd encourage you to do two things, if you might. Is number one, set up a pattern for this year. I don't know when you came across this, when you're listening to this, but maybe you can start now for the month or, or the week or the day. Set up, start, begin setting up patterns. Look introspectively. Think about your life. Set patterns, word and spirit, and then church, which number two is gather. So set up patterns, begin setting up patterns, and then number two is gather. If you listen to this, me- this podcast, um, you'll often hear me say a lot, I believe, is um, we're in this together, and you're not supposed to do it alone. A lot of us feel like we want to fly solo sometimes, even the big dreamers, we think, but we can't do it alone, and we weren't intended to do it alone. Jesus didn't do it alone. He had buddies. He had friends. He had a close-knit circle. He had a bigger circle. We're not meant to do it alone. We're called to gather. That's why God created the family. God created the church, and you can't do it alone. You need other people. You need a support system. You need people to encourage you and get behind you. So gather, and if you don't have a place, come go to a church. And we have a church, if you're in the Cumberland area, the LOH, come there. And I'm sure there's many others, but find people that will encourage you, that will come alongside and support you and be, be for you as Jesus is for you. The final thing is this, Romans 12. I just want to share a scripture with you. It says, therefore, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. It's holy and pleasing to God. And then listen to this. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't allow your pattern to just go with the flow of culture in the world today. No, 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 no. Paul wants us to... to, Do not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we take this holy discontentment and we ask God, what do you want us to do with it, Lord? Because we want to honor you with this. We don't want to stray from it if it's you, if it's you confronting us, if it's you that's calling us. And I want to encourage you with that today. Maybe this will just be a catalyst to step into the path that that God has for you. So, hey, thanks for checking in to the Grow podcast, guys. We have plenty of resources for growth within our organization, and the primary one being our growth track. We do twice a year, one in the spring and one in the fall. For more information, go to our website at myloh.church/grow. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard, please Share it with someone who might benefit. It would really mean a lot to me. Thank you, guys. 
Hey, see you next time. It's time to grow. God bless you.